0: You are Locked on Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Friday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. Just like we did yesterday, we had part one of our draft preview with Nick Kendall. Today we have part two of our draft preview with Nick Kendall. No Iowa Hawkeyes selected last night, but there are going to be I think at least one Hawkeye selected tonight, and that should be Davian Nixon. There's a chance a guy like Chauncey Golston slides into the back end of the third, but more than likely it's just Davian Nixon coming up in the draft tonight. So make sure to check that out. We'll make sure to break down that once it does happen. Today, though, on the Lockdown Today podcast – You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with that Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. A lot of draft coverage today. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast at. So once you get done listening to part two of our draft preview with Nick Kendall, go check out the Locked On Today podcast. Plenty of draft coverage over there as well. And all the guys covering the draft, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, the Draft Dudes podcast, they're all breaking down the draft right now as well. So if you want some more draft coverage, you want to hear about some prospects that can go tonight. Check that out. With that being said, though, I don't want to waste any more time. Let's get into part two of our NFL draft preview with Nick Kendall right now. Um, one other guy who definitely has rocketed up the charts in terms of um, draftability is Nick Neiman, mm-hmm. a guy who was kind of a sporadic starter uh, for most of his tenure at Iowa. Obviously, started all the games last year. I actually remember you coming on the show three years ago saying nick neiman is a guy to watch out for i think that was right before his junior year um Mm -hmm. obviously tested off the charge for a linebacker has the pedigree his dad's a coach ben plays his brother plays for the chiefs um nick neiman outside of the athletic abilities what are teams excited about because i i feel like he's solid but I didn't see it all the time in pass coverage. When you have that kind of athleticism, I would I'd hope to see it a little bit more consistently in pass coverage, although I thought there were some good glimpses, but wanted to get a sense from you about what are teams loving about Nick Neiman?
0: I think, well, obviously it's all the athletic thresholds that he met with good size. Um, he's not a guy that it's kind of like Jeremiah Socormo that's drafts like is he a safety, is he a linebacker? He's a good football player, but where am I playing him? I don't think you really have that concern with Neiman, uh 6'3", 235 good arm length as well. And the thing about Neiman is he's never really a splashy player, right? Like he doesn't make many big flash plays on the ball or shooting behind the gap, but man, he is steady Eddie. He's not going to be out of position very often. And uh, he seems he plays like a very smart player. I do wish on tape. He was a little bit more twitchy, especially with the, the metrics that we saw. Yeah. Um, but in this Phil Parker defense is very much yeah, I have to relate everything back to the Broncos because that's where my head is at, but it's very much a zone bend, don't break defense where like, you know, we don't have every single five star athlete, but we're going to play disciplined. We're not going to make mistakes and we're not going to break on the back end. And our discipline is going to beat you because you're not going to be able to execute 10, 12 play drives and score a touchdown. If you score a field goal, great, but you're going to blink first. And Neiman's a good linebacker for that kind of philosophy because he's just not out of position very often, uh, not making splash plays. And I know a lot of people love the splash plays. I mean, gosh, asking anybody covering the draft what their fans think about Micah Parsons. Like he's the best, he walks on water. Um, But uh, (laughs) Nick Neiman, I, you know, not going to get splash plays, but you're going to get a really good player. And it's obvious. I mean, it's obvious that he processes at a good level. His father's uh, uh, coach linebacker coach, his brother played in the league. Um, I do want him to get a little bit better uh, disengaging from blocks uh, considering the size he does have the length. He does have sometimes I wish he played with a little bit more power um and coming downhill specifically and also we don't have any idea about man coverage because the phil parker defense but more teams are playing zone more teams are playing zone today anyway so uh cover four cover two cover three so um i don't think it's that big of a look and i wouldn't be surprised if nick neiman came off the board uh earlier than people think it's a good linebacker class which may hurt him it's a deep linebacker class but i could see him coming off the board anywhere from uh, round four to round six
1: if he comes off in round four, that would be a meteoric rise compared to what I felt like he was going to go before he tested like he did, which is amazing. Um, another linebacker who I'm actually shocked is getting some love. Not shocked, I guess, but Barrington Wade did not play hmm. much at Iowa um, as they transitioned over to that four-two-five. really didn't have a spot for him. He's getting a little bit of love. Just real quick, um, he's probably going to be UDFA, but what are people seeing on tape that they love about Barrington Wade? I mean he moves well. You see saw him play that kind
0: of what do they call the joker position, the star backer yep. for Iowa and uh with that athleticism, the movement skills, it seems like a guy who you can that body type special teams ability, right? Like that third phase is often slept on, but teams are looking for those guys every single year and if you can get somebody in there that can run around with some good size and knock a few dudes around, you you need those. And that's a position also special teams is turnover a lot. It's, it's a young man's area because mm-hmm. those guys are full speed knocking each other, you know, senseless. So uh, Barrington Wade, I could see him doing that. He's, he's a solid athlete. You wish he was a little bit. It's one of those tweener things, you know, he's like two tweenery where he's not a safety. He's not a linebacker, but because he can kind of do those things, I think he'd, he'll find a role, get a chance on a special teams unit as a priority free agent as a UDFA.
1: Yeah. I think Barrington Wade actually came in as a, Oh yeah. He came in as a running back transitioned over to safety and then moved him to linebacker. So definitely has that, that tweener aspect to it. A couple other things, a couple other guys I want to quickly touch on. I know you got, you got a lot of stuff on your plate. Um, Jack Heflin Mm kind of surprised people come over as a transfer, had a pretty solid season um, probably doesn't have the most prototypical size, but what are your thoughts on Jack Heflin? Is he going to get a spot in the NFL?
0: I'll preface this by saying that I think Jack Keflin was pretty good, but I think a lot of these guys are going to get a shots this year where maybe historically some wouldn't just because it is a teeny tiny draft class this year. Typically you see a draft class in the thousands. And I think this year's class is like 600. Yeah. yeah. So it's small. You're going to see these teams really fighting for these bodies because they just, there's just not as many to pick from. So he's going to get a shot. Not that he didn't deserve it, but I feel confident, very confident saying these guys are going to get a shot. A uh, Heflin small guy. I think he was from man. He was from Western Illinois uh, and played at Northern Illinois. Yeah. He played at NIU. So uh, he's a plug. I know he tested pretty well. He doesn't really look super athletic on tape, but you want somebody out there that can eat some blocks, especially in uh Iowa system and uh, be a nose and just not get moved off the point of attack. He does that pretty well now, but how valuable is that in the NFL, especially when, if you're going to do that, you need to do it at a, I mean, you need to be able to eat up multiple uh, lanes. You need to have insane length. You need to be able to play like one to zero. And even then the nose tackle is kind of going the way of the Dodo. So uh, he'll get a chance, but I just wish he brought a little bit more, whether it be actual mass and length or, uh, movement skills on tape. I know he tested. Well, it just, he, he looked like a classic, you know, what was the Beata that I can't remember his name? Classic offensive defensive tackle for Iowa there for a long time.
1: Oh yeah. No, I can't. I don't want to say his name.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's a, So a, a, like, he was the guy. who's like, Oh man, we love him. He's out there kicking butts. Probably not an NFL player.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I feel like that's how a lot of the defensive tackles have been for Iowa the last couple of years. Right. You see like Brady reef, you see, um, Cedric Lattimore, who did get a spot with the Seahawks. But I mean, the defensive tackles in the Iowa system really just do a lot. They eat up the blocks and let the other guys get to the ball. All right. Want to pause the conversation because I need to tell you about betonline.ag, the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. This weekend is absolutely packed. We got the NFL draft. We got the Kentucky Derby. We also got all the other sports, MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC, MMA action. You can bet on all of this at betonline.ag where you can get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news and sign up for their bonuses and contests at betonline.ag. And we have a special promo code for you so you can put a little bit of extra money in your pocket when you sign up for that free account. You can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs and the NFL draft takes part night two tonight. That's right, betonline.ag. You can get all of your betting needs, Taking care of there, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Now, let's get back to our show with Nick Kendall right now. Makai um, Sargent is a very interesting mm-hmm. case. I think a phenomenal story. Uh, did not test amazing for a running back. But when I look at Makai Sargent, and I want to get a sense from, from you I see a guy who could have thrived in 1997, Mike Shanahan offense, right? Like he's a patient runner. He understands his own blocking scheme and he falls forward and he gets a consistent four to five yards every single time. Um, Not exactly what NFL teams are looking for in a running back these days, but he could carve out a solid spot on a roster given the right scheme. In my opinion,
0: my, I come back to, do you think he has enough burst to the hole? That's my biggest thing. I feel like sometimes if it's not blocked cleanly for him, I don't know if he has enough zip to get from A to B to get to that second level. Now, that's fine if it's blocked well, um, but I don't know if he has the Jets. Now, that said, I agree with you. He doesn't make many mistakes in the backfield. Uh, He's a very good blocker and he's a solid receiver out of of the backfield and he runs hard. Uh, He's he's a prime example of why I say tongue in cheek every year, but tongue in cheek uh, running backs don't matter. Mike McKay Sargent is a guy that I would love to sign as a priority free agent because he brings uh, hidden value with that pass catching ability with the run blocking. And those guys, they're in the draft every year. And there's yeah. valuable ones to be had and you can get them for uh, their rookie contract. And then by the time the rookie contracts up, they're less valuable. Their best years are behind them. I mean, it, they need to change the CBA for how these running backs are paid because until they do teams are going to use and abuse them. I mean, it's just, it's beneficial for the team. Um, so uh, I, I would love to bring Mikai Sargent into Denver because they need some depth, somebody to push Royce Freeman and a uh, solid player. Probably never going to be much of a true difference maker just because he doesn't bring anything outstanding, but uh, well-rounded. I, I think Mikai Sargent has been slept on a little bit just because of how good other running backs of Iowa have been.
1: Yeah. Sean Beyer is a Mm -hmm. interesting uh, case because Iowa tight ends, you typically don't say you don't scout the helmet, you scout the player. But I think when it comes to tight ends at Iowa, it's just dumb not to scout the helmet a little bit and say, all right, there's another tight end coming out of Iowa. We probably should give him a look because if you started games at Iowa, it means you have the ability to catch the ball, but you also are probably a pretty darn good blocker, especially Sean Beyer um, being a former wide receiver turned to a tight end, had some issues with injuries. Um, I've seen some people project him to actually get drafted. I felt like he's probably more of a UDFA, but wanted to get your thoughts on Sean Beyer and what he brings to the field. I don't, I know we have not too much time. So just, you know, quickly with him.
0: Yeah. Sean Beyer, Um, First off, shout out to his family. they took me and my buddy in when we went up to the Wisconsin game, uh, last, or whatever year, Iowa, Josh Jackson had the pick picks. Uh, yeah. Two pick sixes. That's amazing. Parents, very nice. Uh, they were very <laughs> liberal with their alcohol, uh, donating that to a couple grad students. That was really nice of them. But, uh, so I have nothing bad to say. I love him. His mom was a doll. Um, Sean Beyer, he, I wish he had tested better than he did. Yeah. And I wish he, it's just like not enough, right? Like he's, he's not big enough, not strong enough to be that wide tight end where he's dominating in line. He's also for being that former wide receiver would even run like a four, eight, yeah. uh, which is not terrible for a tight end. But again, it's Iowa pro day numbers, like bump those up a 10th at least, um, cause they tend to just, you know, the fast track, I'm not going to say their line. I'm just going to say fast track. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's, that's something, but going for buyer's way in this one, it is not a great tight end class. I just call it as it is. I mean, obviously most years you don't have a Kyle Pitts at the top, which changes everything. Um, as far as the, how the class is perceived, but I think he does have a shot to go late just because teams are looking for tight ends that can do multiple things. And you're going to be asked to do a lot in the Iowa offense as a tight end, mm-hmm. Uh, so teams want those guys. I mean, how many teams actually are utilizing the tight end today yeah. at all or developing them? So uh, he may get drafted because of that. I don't think he is really one that has much of a starting. Or doesn't, I don't project him at all as much of a difference maker in the NFL. You don't see those tools or the traits. But uh, there is something to be said for the readiness, the versatility, and the workload that is put on Iowa tight ends because, I mean, I mean even you're going to see a trickle down here pretty soon because Alabama they're not using the tight end as much LSU you know they're not using the tight end as much Pac-12 and Big 12 might the tight ends might not as well not even exist <laughs> so uh, I, you know it, something's coming because the NFL still values those guys so hope yeah. I'm hoping it'll be a trickle down for Iowa where they can get four and five star tight end recruits kind of like how all of a sudden Iowa started to get better recruits of the pocket passers because teams aren't valuing those guys the same Iowa still running that system maybe they can get better recruits in those specific niches
1: it's honestly shocking to me that we don't get more four and five star recruits at tight end. I mean, we had a pretty good class two years ago, but you, I think it was like Theo Johnson, the, the guy out of Canada who went to Penn State. I'm like, why wouldn't you come here? Or uh, the tight end out of uh, Council Bluffs who went to Nebraska. I'm like, why are you not going to Iowa where you can act where you're undoubtedly like, even if you have the worst four year college career as possible you're probably going to get a chance simply because you were a four-star and you went to the University of Iowa and played tight end. But nevertheless, I digress. The last player I want to touch on because we don't need to talk about kickers. We know what Keith Duncan can bring or not bring to the table. Uh, Cole Banwart, a guy mm, who I yeah. think a lot of people are sleeping on. But again, you talked about offensive linemen at Iowa. Ross Reynolds, Keegan Render, both got opportunities after having All right, careers. They were solid. They were solid uh, guards for Iowa. Colban were another guy who I would consider just a guy who played guard, who was solid. Um, He's going to get a spot, right? But where is probably one of the best, what are some of the best schemes or best opportunities for him?
0: Well, he's not overwhelmingly strong at the point of attack, so you're going to look for a scheme that's probably wide zone based, just kind of like they're running Iowa. So you're looking at, uh, looking at some West Coast teams. The Rams are a team that would make a lot of sense. Maybe the Jets, looking to fortify that, they're bringing over one of the Lafleurs, over <laughs> yeah. to the Big Apple. Uh, there's too many of them in the league now. I don't know which one, and uh, 49ers make a lot of sense as well. Um, Banwart, the biggest thing for me isn't the tape is a day three player who has developmental upside. And I mean, Austin Blythe been a starter for a while now and he got paid a contract by the chiefs. I mean, that's, he's a solid player and that's a path for him. Biggest thing with Banwart is the injuries, right? He's missed a lot of games because of injuries that stunted. Not, not only does that raise questions for him long-term, but it stunted his developmental growth, that developmental curve. So like, where is he at right now? Where's his health at? What's the long-term concerns with him? I think one of them was a hernia as well. So that could be a long-term concern, uh, back injuries, man, especially for positions like offensive line, those can be concerning. Um, so that's my biggest question for him. But if not, I mean, somebody's going to take like around six or seven flyer on him. I don't, I don't have much of a doubt on him. I'll see his name come across the the screen and I'll get way too excited on the live stream because (laughs) I just have to be an Iowa homer when I can. Um, but he'll get a chance. I do feel a little, I'm a little bummed that we did not get to see him fully healthy because I do like him on the offensive line. He doesn't bring Tyler Linderbaum level tenacity, but he's kind of an a-hole out there and you like your offensive lineman to be a little bit of an a-hole sometimes tone setters.
1: Absolutely, man. All right, y'all, this is our second pause of the show. We're going to wrap it up after this with Nick Kendall. I do want to tell you about built bar though. Built bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market today. It is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. All these built bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they are soft and easy to chew. If you're a sweets guy like me, you might like the cookies and cream, the mint, the mint brownies, salted caramel. If you like, fruity kind of things you might like carrot cake or apple almond crisp or cherry barcia no matter what kind of flavor you want built bar has it and the best part is this bar is healthy as well they are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber bars great for the keto diet for example cookies and cream 17 grams of protein 130 calories 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs go to builtbar.com right now and use the promo code locked 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 and you'll get 15% off your next order use promo code LOCK 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com and try the best tasting protein bar on the market today. Now, let's get back to our conversation with Nick Kendall. All right, so you called your shot three years ago with Nick Neiman. You said, Watch out for Nick Neiman. No one probably thought about Nick Neiman coming into this year until he tested well. Who is your under the radar guy on the Iowa roster right now? Last question of the night under the radar guy.
0: Man under the radar. He caught me off guard here. I don't want to yeah. say Jack Campbell. Cause I don't know if he's under the radar, but like Jack Campbell, that guy is a dude. Like that is, that's a special linebacker ability. That looks like a future potential first round linebacker with the size and movement skills. And I don't say that lightly because the first round line linebacker is a devalued position today, but I think that's a guy who could be pretty special. Um, I've heard a lot of hype around, uh, I'm going to mispronounce the first name. Yaha black. YA um, black? Yeah. black. Yep. Yeah. Like, yep. uh, Edge defensive lineman, he's probably going to keep putting on weight and become a defensive tackle. 4,300. Yeah, like this dude, the way he's putting on mass with that frame, <laughs> look out. Um, and I think uh, Plum has a real chance as well. Uh, Jack Plum, he moves extremely well at the tackle. Um, he's a guy who was Wisconsin didn't take him because they run much more gap in power, but like Plum is an athlete out there. Uh, I do not know how long he is, the arm length is. First glance, it does look maybe he'd be a little bit stubby, but I'd have to really dig in and hopefully get to all 22 so I can get that coach's film, that back angle, because you can see their length a little better there. Um, But I think Plum's got a chance. If you have an offensive lineman that's come in the Iowa, down the Iowa developmental line, and it was 6'8 moves as well as he does to the second level, uh, looks like a fluid mover in his pass sets as well. I mean, like I said earlier, there's only 20, 25 quality tackles in the NFL if you can flash even a little bit with athleticism and you fit those, those metrics, those thresholds, somebody's going to take a shot on you. So I'm really excited to see what plum looks like this year. He's been in that Iowa pipeline. Now he's a basketball player. He's put on like 80, hundred pounds. I, came, like, I
1: think he came in as a tight end. So yes. Yep. So
0: uh, he's one, I mean, NFL scouts go nuts for those tackles. Like, Oh, he played tight end before. Like, Oh, that means he's a great athlete. Let's sign him <laughs> up right now. Like, so that's that I, he's one that I would be very interested in as well. And I mean, people know Tyler Linderbaum. So, uh, but those are the guys who come to mind for me immediately. And uh, I know he's going to be a steady Eddie back there and he's been there for a few years, but I think uh, Hankins is still a good cornerback, right? Like maybe he's going to be a day three guy, but he's going to get a shot in the league. People are going to appreciate how consistent he's been back there. I wish he had a little bit more ball production, but uh, again, with this Vic Fangio defense uh, rippling across the league right now and all these teams playing this more off coverage kind of match zone quarters, it well for Iowa corners. It really, really does. Um, also bodes well for Josh Jackson. Maybe he'll get a redemption arc with the <laughs> the Packers now that they're not going to play so much press there. Um, but uh, I think that's that's a scheme that's going to work out in the NFL because it's it limits the explosive pass plays more than other offenses. And you know, if you can do that, you got a chance against a lot of teams in the NFL.
1: Well, there you have it, Nick Kendall, with his future breakout guys. I'll be honest; I've not been the biggest fan of Jack Plum. Uh, when I watched him the tape, I wasn't a big fan. Then you look at some of the PFF stats, and you kind of combine some of the narratives, and I just wasn't a huge fan. But I, I'll take your word for it. You know the tape better than I do, Nick Kendall. You sounds like you're going to be having some live draft coverage on Mile High Huddle. Um, where can folks find you at? With that, we'll be on our general, YouTube page.
0: Yeah, I will be on our YouTube page at uh, Mile High Huddle. Um, you can find us there. It's gonna be a bronco-centric show. I mean, that's that's who I get paid for. So that's yeah. who I'm gonna be. That's who I'll be following. Uh, fan before that, but uh, I'll follow the Almighty Dollar there. But I'll be on there. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter as well. Uh, very active on Twitter. That's my sports personality page at uh, Nick Kendall M H H. That's K E N D E L L. Um, you know, if you have any football takes, if there's something in here you didn't agree with, at me. I'm all about the conversation. I absolutely hate echo chambers. And I think that people need to be challenged on opinions because that's how you get smarter at this. If there's somebody who brings a different perspective, sit down and think about it and come out of this difference. So now you just had it just now plum. I'm going to have to go back and check out the plum tape. It's definitely a projection with yeah. him, but it's the, it's the traits and tools. I mean, the movement skills for teams that want those kind of guys, there's only so many guys that have that length and movement skills. And if you can do it, you're going to get a shot.
1: I love him, man. Nick Kendall, always a pleasure having you on, talking Iowa Hawkeyes, talking NFL draft. i um, looking forward to having you back on the conversation in a couple of years, a couple of months, a couple of, I'm just throwing, on this late now for me. So yeah, a couple of we'll months see now. You we'll have you, yeah. We'll have you back on. You'll be back on at some point, Nick. Always a blast, man. Have a good night. We'll talk to you later, buddy.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Have a good one.
1: All right, y'all, and that wraps up our show today. Make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network tonight as they are partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live for day two. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch our live three-day event. It is night two of the coverage of the NFL Draft. Until the end of the day tomorrow, we have... Every single day covered right there on the Locked On Podcast Network covering all of your NFL draft needs. And again, I hope you enjoyed this two-part preview of the Iowa Hawkeyes entering the NFL draft. Again, as we... Find out selections, we'll make sure to give you our analysis on that. And we'll be breaking all this down throughout the weekend on, on our Monday show. So check all that out right here in the on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, give us that five-star review and follow us wherever you downloaded this podcast at. And also make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a fantastic Friday and even better weekend, Hawkeye Nation. And let's go, Hawks.